Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. What's up, everyone? We are stoked to be here. Melissa just reminded me that it must be difficult being her husband because she's perfect. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. So, yeah, we, we should actually start. We should record the pre-sessions that we usually have leading up to podcaster. We should just hit, I should just hit record without telling Melissa because usually a lot of funny stuff comes out. I don't know why. This is like taking you behind the curtain. A lot of times right before we start recording. Melissa's very grumpy. We get like upset at each other or something. <laughs> I well, We were talking to some friends the other day, Braven and Shelby what's up and we had ta- we were talking about something about how we had gotten upset with each other or something and she's like oh like i'm so glad to hear this because i feel like you guys never that never happens to you like we know you never talk about anything ever going wrong in your marriage so for the record it's not always perfect marriage can be tricky yeah and i think for for me what i'm thinking about right now is the fact that we're actually committed to something like family brand we're committed to doing something that makes a difference that would have it be challenging you know like that's just part of it and it's okay and i think sometimes in a marriage you're looking for evidence all the time as to why you're looking for almost signs as to why it's not going good it's like oh we got in an argument so we must not have a great marriage or you know we get we get frustrated with each other when we're working on this project so that must mean the project's bad it's like no maybe you have a great marriage maybe the project's awesome maybe that's just learning to create with another human being and being committed to something you're passionate about. But it is hard being married to Melissa because she is practically perfect. <laughs> Which, by the way, we didn't have an argument before we started. We were even we're like, you know, don't read into this. So we did because we actually didn't this time. Yeah, just funny. <laughs> Melissa was just funny. She's a jokester making funny jokes. We have a, we have a running joke in our family, though, that Melissa laughs the hardest at her own jokes. That's a great, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, because I'm really funny. Yeah, she's super funny. See, you laughed harder at that. Uh, okay, let's get let's get down to business. To, business to defeat the Huns. So, as you know, if you listen to any of our other episodes, every month we're taking you through a little journey of the the strengths of families, like what makes families strong. So we've talked about how strong families prioritize, strong families create belonging. Strong appreciate. families also appreciate. And so the, this month is We Talk. It's called We Talk. Strong families talk. And we actually will get into like the nuts and bolts of that in an episode later on this month. But today we were looking at, okay, how can we bring this conversation about We Talk? Like what different components would we want to bring to families this month? Kind of under that umbrella of We Talk. And so that's kind of where our jumping off point was for this episode. Yeah, and Melissa suggested that we talk because it is part of a family's language and it's part of what has a family be strong. Melissa suggests that we talk about being your word. 
And this idea of being your word is doing what you say you're going to do. And we have found in our family, most, trying to think if that's accurate. And as I'm thinking about it, yes, I would say most of our frustrations as a family, collectively, individually, with each other, is when one or multiple of us don't do what we say we're going to do. Knowledge doesn't create frustration. It just has our family not work. And it's just so inefficient. And it just creates chaos and stress. And when we as a family, collectively and individually, are really striving to do what we say we're going to do and keep our commitments and keep our agreements we've made, our family runs so much better. And I think we've done an episode on expectations and agreements, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe we could revisit that as part of We Talk because you know, language, as we've said, is the fundamental element of creation. Every time you speak, it creates. And one of the miss, I think one of the a misunderstood word is integrity. So I often ask in audiences that I speak to or companies that I consult, you know, what is the definition of integrity? And, the, and it, there's always two, two definitions every time. Integrity is what you do when no one's watching. Or people will say integrity is being honest. And they're surprised when I push back and I say, no, that's not what integrity is. I mean, yes, you could argue it's an element of integrity, but what you do when no one's watching is just called what you do when no one's watching, <laughs> whether it's good, bad, right, or wrong. And like, so for example, if, if you're a great person when no one's around or no one's watching, that's just called being a great person. And they'll say, well, what about honesty? And I'm like, well, no, being honest is just honesty. That's its own independent, like virtue, if you will. Integrity is, in my opinion, in my belief, and what I've been taught is one thing and one thing only. It's do you keep your word? Do you do what you say you're going to do? And if you do, you have integrity. If you don't, you don't have integrity. And none of us, none of us are going to be perfect at that, but it's an incredible thing to strive towards and strive for in your life is being a person that does what you say you're going to do because of the amount of power it generates in your own life. And I've had to learn that the hard way. As a person who, for a long time, would just give my word to anything, and never with the intention of not keeping it, but just say yes to anything and everything, uh, and it created a lot of messes. And I think it's such a valuable thing to teach each other and teach our children. It's also a key, one of the keys to really having your life and your family work. So we just wanted to talk a little bit about today, this idea of being your word, and what does that really mean? How does it show up in your family? And I think that can sound like kind of the whole concept of keeping your word. I think it, on first glance, I would be a person that says, yeah, I keep my word. Like, I'm an honest person, whatever. But then we've just been focusing on this lately. And it is interesting to look at. So um, some examples what this might look like in a family would be. And again, Chris and I are not coming at this ever and especially this week of like, we are so perfect at this. Like we know we have it like down. We don't. These have been some of our biggest frustrations as a family with each other in the last week or two is around this very conversation right here. Yes. So what that might look like is, for example, in we do family check-ins with, with each of our kids every Sunday. And last Sunday, what was important to trip was our, we have this basketball hoop in our yard and it got blown over months ago and the rims all bent up and it just doesn't work very well so we've been talking about getting a new basketball hoop for a long time but never have done it and so last week in trips little check-in trip is seven 
he was like, I really want to get the basketball. I want to get a new basketball hoop. I want to start because he's playing basketball right now in a little city league. I want to start practicing at the house. Can we get a basketball hoop? This week. This week. And like I said, it's something we'd kind of been planning for, talking about for a long time. So Chris and I very quickly were like, yes, let's get it this week. Let's do it. Which one of the principles, that's what we do as human beings. Yes, yes, yes. Like people are making requests of us from our church, from, from our community, from the school, from our kids, from our spouses. And our default is yes. And so I just want to point that out. Like, cause I, that's me like, oh yeah. And like Melissa said, without much, like Melissa and I, neither one of us looked out into our future, right? In that moment, looked at our calendars, created the time. We're just, yes. Yeah. And it, and it was with such great intention though, because Tripp's playing basketball. He wants to practice. We want to be able to provide him that opportunity and feel like we're, you know, serving, serving him and what's important to him. So fast forward to Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Tanner had an all day baseball tournament. So we're there all day. We're tired. Been at baseball games all day. Trip had a game. And it's approaching like five o'clock and big five, the place we're gonna buy the hoop. It's probably gonna close pretty soon. Yeah. And so we had so we had talked with Trip the prior Sunday. The entire week has gone by. It's now the next Saturday. So basically we have until the next day to follow through on what we told him we were gonna do. And yeah, we didn't want to go into oh my gosh. the sporting goods store. It was so it had been so much easier in some ways to just go home. And tell Trip, hey, buddy, like, we'll get it next week. And he would have been a little disappointed, but would have. Yeah, he would have been like, okay, like, like, what else can he do? And some, and, but for, because this has been on our mind, I think Chris and I were both especially like, no, we told him we were going to do this. So we have to, we have to do this. So we bought the basketball hoop. We brought it home and then spent. Almost got divorced putting it together. (laughs) If you've ever done something. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Putting things together, like basketball hoops trample i think they really were created just to see if marriages can survive and then the secondary use is like the you get the your thing. kids get to use the thing we how many hours on sunday i don't even want to i don't yeah i don't know it was, and there was some fun in it like every kid got to come out and help crank a wrench and but then we almost had the basketball hoop put together and we realized that one of the <laughs> backwards so we had to like undo so much work and it was just so frustrating but all because it's making me sweat thinking about it stop talking about it <laughs> but all because we felt like okay we told Chip we were going to do this we told him he would be shooting baskets on it this week so we have to do it well that was another thing we didn't just tell him we would get him the hoop we said you'll be able to play basketball on the hoop this week so saturday was we bought it and then sunday was this and there were so many times on sunday where it really wasn't with everything we had going on convenience where so many times it had been easy to be like okay let's just finish it tomorrow dude we got it and again we could have pacified him we could have pacified him by not getting it all we'll do it first part of next week we could have then pacified him by saying well let's finish it monday and it's like no we like we gave our word we made a commitment and i think yeah it's just a great and i want to be a parent and a person in this context of a parent that when i tell my kids like i'm gonna do this thing that they're not like wondering like, well, is she or is she not? Because I feel like sometimes like I know I, I know my kids don't have a clear belief that when I say I'm going to do something that I'm actually going to do it. Mm. And I don't I don't want them to have that experience of me. I want them to know, like if mom says she's going to do something that she's going to do it. So I know they can that count on you. Yes. So I know that I have some work to do, but 
And yeah, it's just opening, eye-opening, really looking at all those little places. And are you keeping your, just another little example, because it's, again, been on my mind is, <clears throat> I was yesterday, Tate, our 15-year-old, he's been baking sourdough again. And he asked me to get him, I was, we have a little Airbnb here in town. And there was, what do you call it? Like a utility knife that was over there at the house. And he wanted one of the blades out of it so he could score his bread because we couldn't find a little blade at the house. But he knew I was going to the house. He was like, Mom, when you're at the house, can you get me a blade for my knife? And I, again, was like, yep, I can get you a blade for your knife when I'm there. And it did occur to me when I was there, usually I would be like, oh, I would come home and be like, oh, sorry, I I totally forgot. Like, we can get it later. Like, let's go back later. But because because I'm focusing on it, the minute I walked in the house, I went and got the blade, put it in my bag so that I knew I'd bring it home. But again, it was just a reminder of like how loose I am with my words and knives and then that I how easy it is that I can just kind of blow it off and be like, OK, yeah, sorry, I totally forgot. Like, let's do it again later, which I know happens. I don't want to say like, don't you can't ever forget. But it's just how loose I was to my word usually. And when I kind of I was talking about earlier, when you're talking about your life just being simpler and working better and not being as chaotic, had you not gotten to them, it would have been a second trip yeah. back over to the house. And I think, and I think we have the best intentions. I know I do. When I'm just giving my word out and I feel like it is like, it's just like, I'm just giving my word out to everyone. It's just so easy to do. Like, uh, if you're... On the yeah, if you're not if you're not watching the video, it's just like like throwing out money, you know, it's just like shelling it out. Like, oh, you have some, you have some, you have some. One of the definitions of integrity, I think, is to is to have is to be whole and complete. Let's say like the integrity of the bridge was compromised during, you know, the the storm. The storm. Well, one of the definitions of integrity I'm looking here is the state of being whole and undivided. So when when a when a structure has integrity, it's whole, it's undivided, it's strong. And then if a piece of it gets bent or a piece of it gets broken off, it's it, the its integrity has been compromised. So when we give our word to something, we literally give a piece of us. Like this idea of if you really if you want to go really deep with this, like you are your word, and that's all you are. Well, if you give your word to something, you've given you a piece of you to that thing. Like we gave a we gave a piece of ourselves to trip. And if we don't then honor our word and keep it to trip, like we can't get that piece of us back. Like we 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 literally diminish and we're now we've compromised ourselves. Like our integrity is compromised. And I'm not saying over time you can't get it back, but in that moment, but if we keep our word to trip, we actually get that word, that part of us that we gave away back, and then to me, then some. And you literally can expand as of an individual or diminish. And I just never knew that. Like I just would give my word and I was, so not only was I pretty sloppy with my word as far as keeping it, I was really sloppy with just how much I would just give it and just say yes. And so I think for me, that's the first principle of maybe just look at this week and just find, just pay attention to how often you say you'll do things and you'll start realizing you say yes to doing things that you don't even want to do. If you're being really honest with yourself, you'll start noticing you say yes to things you don't even have any intention of doing. You're just saying yes to get them off your back. I used to do that a lot. So that would be the first awareness to me of what am I giving my word to? And then I think, to your point, Melissa, 
the only thing that had you get the blade immediately wasn't, I mean, you, cause other times you've told me I'll do this. It was just the awareness of it's important to me has you more likely to keep your word to people. Is that? Yeah. Is that what your experience? Just cause you were thinking about how important it is to keep your word. You kept your word. Yes. So an experience I had of that last night, Indy loves to play this game on our trampoline that we made up called Trippo. And I really like it because I just basically get to go lay on my back on the trampoline. And then when they, they run around me in circles and I use my arms and legs to trip them. And I, just have to, I just get to lay there and trip kids. That's and they a, love it. They yeah. beg you to go play the game. <laughs> so last night, Indy asked me, hey, Dad, can we go play Trippo? And we had friends over for the, it, it was the March Madness men's championship basketball game. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's play at halftime. Because I wanted to watch the game. Well, halftime came, and Indy was actually having fun with her friends. And there's a part of me that's like feeling justified. I don't have to play Trippo. Like she's not coming and asking me, and I don't really want to go play Trippo right now. You know, I'd rather hang out in here. It was windy and cold, and yeah, ever like everyone was inside. Yeah. And so I'm having this little wrestle, and I was like, and then I just hit me like, no, you gave your word that you would play Trippo at halftime. Are you a person that does what you say you're going to do? So I then go approach Indy and I'm like, hey, Indy, you and your friends, because, you know, the family we had over had, had brought some friends, the Harringtons, who we love and, and her and her little friend, you know, everyone got all excited. And you could tell Indy was like, oh, I forgot. And she was really in, but it felt so good to me. And it was 10 minutes. And, and the point of this that a mentor shared with me one time is like, it's not about being critical of yourself or others. Like if someone... If someone doesn't do what they say they're going to do, it's not about criticizing them and making them feel bad or having shame. It's more like, can I be a person that does what I say I'm going to do? Because think of how powerful of a skill that is to have in your life and how much of a strength that is to be a person who can be counted on. And one of the things I try to te- I'm trying to teach my kids because I see it so much in companies is it's really sad, but in most of the organizations I work in, there's some people who can you, you can absolutely count on them with your life. And there's other people who you just... No, they're great people, but you just know you can't count on them because of their track record. And I don't think they have bad intentions. And I just, I'm trying to teach my kids that massive doors of opportunity swing on the hinges of like dependability. Like if you can be a person that can be counted on, I think you'll never have, you'll have unlimited opportunities in your life. Another thing is being on time. How many of us tell a friend like, hey, let's get together for lunch. Okay, when do you want to do it? Let's do it at noon. And we show up at 12.02, 12.03, 12.08. And how many freaking times are you tired of hearing yourself? I'm saying my, and sorry, I was late. Sorry, I was late. Sorry, I was late. Sorry, it's like, there was a period of time in my life everywhere I went. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late. It's just like, I'm so sick of hearing myself say to people, sorry, I'm late. Or how many, how many of us reply to text messages throughout a week? So sorry, I'm just getting back to you. So sorry for my delayed response. Like there's an element of integrity in that. Like, wouldn't it just feel better to just show up five minutes early to the lunch or three minutes early and not have to one because you're a person that's like, wow, I'm early. Like I'm on time. That feels good to me. I get to tell myself a story about that. I don't have to have this lame apology all the time. So that one I know is so easy to even, even, even like, let's say that you belong to a particular church and it's agreed upon. By the congregation, the church starts at 9 a.m. on Sundays. This is just a hypothetical situation. Not that we've ever. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. 
Mm -hmm. Totally hypothetical. Whether you know it or not, although you've never explicitly given your word to maybe the congregation or people, but by being part of that congregation, you have it given, you have given your word to be there on time and early. And so if we walk in at 902, 905, 908, we're out of integrity. And I don't like feeling, I don't like showing up there late. And I have, you know, and I do at times. And I like being there five minutes early, 10 minutes early, a few minutes early. Because it's one of those things that it's not just isolated to one thing. It kind of shows up in every area of your life. I remember one time a buddy of mine who he introduced me to this concept of integrity at a way deeper level. Brad, really great friend of mine. And he's, he's the person who kind of really opened my eyes to this idea of like who you're being in the world and how you're showing up and leadership. And, and through him, I ended up doing a lot of personal development. And he and I were workout buddies in the mornings. And you could count on Brad as though your life depended on it to be on time. And you could count on me as though your life depended on it to be late. Like, absolutely. And I was always a few minutes late, five minutes late, sometimes 10. And I felt like, oh, if I'm not 10 minutes late, I don't have to apologize. If I'm less than 10, I just don't say anything. If I'm 10 or more, oh, sorry, I'm late. You know, sorry, I'm late. And, and I realized it was lame in the moment. But then Brad and I went to a, uh, our first leadership course together. He'd already been through it, but I went with him. And they talked about integrity. And I just went and apologized to him. I was like, Brad, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I've totally been disrespectful to you. And that's, that sends a message to you every time I'm late and every time you're on time. He's like, yeah, I, I was eventually going to say something to you because I care about you. But yeah, I, I noticed, you know, and it wasn't like we can't be friends anymore. It wasn't like I don't like you. But yeah, I noticed that every single morning you were late. And he did say that, you know, and Brad and I had done some business together. He did say that it, it had him wonder if we were going to do business together or if he referred me clients, would I be that way with clients in, in some way or another? Right? Would I be out of integrity or would I be loose with my word? And it's like, man, I don't want Brad to have that experience in me. And yeah, I just think it's such a powerful and it's a lifelong journey. This idea of being committed to being our word and doing the things we say we're going to do. And I just feel like every time we focus on it, though, as a family, there's some hard conversations, but it seems like every time we kind of double down on it, there's some upgrades that take place as well. I think, I don't know if this would be useful to add right here, but I'm going to add it anyway. Because, so what we've lately been doing in that hypothetical church situation that Chris was just describing is, what? So much to say, so little time. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> I am the one that, of the two of us, okay, I feel like we used to be similar. I feel like you're more inclined to be on time places now than I am and so but and it's very frustrating to you when I am not ready like again we'll just go back to that church example when I'm not ready to go when you are like so that we can be on time so what we've been doing lately which I'm not saying that I shouldn't be on time or that I can't be on time because I can but it's anyway well it's interesting someone to what to that point like, how often are you late for a flight? Yeah. Just any of us. It's like, well, never. And it's like, well, whatever whatever goes through you to be on time for a flight, it, you know, I think I thought that was just a funny. Yes. And it's, and it's so true. 
so what we've been doing lately is when Chris is ready to go, usually, you know, whatever time it is, he'll be like, okay, I'm ready to go. Anyone that's ready, you can come with me. And then he just leaves. We have two cars. He just leaves. But I think in the past, you used to like wait around and then get super frustrated because not everyone was ready. We'd be running late. I'd be getting after people. Yes. And we and and with that said, we have created an agreement as a family of yes. what time we're going to leave for church. So it's not like I'm just springing it on them every Sunday, like random times. Like it's I'm like, going. Yeah. I'm going right now. It's like, you know. And so when that time comes that we've agreed upon, I just tell, hey, whoever's ready wants to come with me. You know, let's go. And he just and I don't do it from a place. I, at least I try not to of resentment or mad. I just say it and then I go and and it feels like it works. I feel like it has been working because I feel like in the past you felt like a victim to the situation or almost helpless in the situation. And the only thing you had access to is to get frustrated, you know, with with what was happening. But I feel like now it's like, no, I can. We created another alternative possibility, another possibility that works. OK, so let's we're going to do some live on air right here, working some stuff out. Okay, so the other night we we went on a date with another couple. Mm-hmm. It was really important to me to be on time because we told them we said we would. And I want to, and Melissa was running late. So in a situation like that, do I just go pick the couple up and then you just you meet just us at the restaurant? Me. I don't know. That's a good question. I think the best situation is I would just be ready on time. Well, sure. <laughs> of course, that would be the <laughs> best situation. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but what if you're not? Like, I, I, and I'm not, because I don't, I don't know that it's the most powerful thing to leave my wife and go. So it's, it's what. But it, we've agreed that that, I mean, in the church situation. Right. Like that. Or working out even. There's been times where it's like, out, yeah. we've agreed or taking kids to school. And there's been mornings I take them to school and Melissa meets me at the gym later. Or I leave the gym and she meets me later. So it's it in my more in integrity by staying in integrity to our relationship, but being late to someone else and not doing what I said I would do there. Or my more integrity to, and but and these are the things you get to work on as a family. You get to think about, and you get to. And I just wish someone, not that I even needed to quote like technically be taught it, but my my experience of most people is we do need help with this. We need. I just wish earlier in my life someone would have really stressed. And look, it's not about it's actually, and it's not actually not about being on time. It's not about buying the basketball hoop. It's not about assembling the hoop. It's not about playing triple. It's about this deeper, because you can get really nitpicky and really critical of each other and you're always late or you're... Totally. It's about being a person who can do what you say you can do when you say you're going to do it. And and when you do that, your life just works better and your family works better. We have a little special guest joining us here, Indy. Hi, hi Indy. She just got home from school. You want to say Hi. So, Indy, right now we're talking about keeping your agreements and doing what you say you're going to do. Is that something we've been working on in our family lately? What do we have agreements around in the mornings in our family? What are some of the agreements we've made in the mornings? Turkey at the table by 720. Yep. Yeah, so that's one of the agreements we have. It's like, well, let's just agree of what time we're going to sit down for breakfast every morning, which has Melissa and I have, like, what time will we have breakfast? And again, it's it's just a useful thing to strive for, even if you're not perfect at it, but your life will run smoother if you make agreements, strive to keep your word. 
which part of keeping our word is I've given my word to Tanner that we would be on time to his baseball games. And he has a baseball game here and coming up. And so in order to game, be on time to his game, we're going to have to end this, uh, this episode. So most, what are some takeaways that you would. So for this week, I would say, yeah, just pay attention to what are you giving your word to? And before you give your word to something, maybe just taking a pause and saying, is this actually something that I want to give my word to? Is this actually something that I can keep my word to, you know, in this in the prescribed timeline or whatever? And then once you do give your word to something, really look at holding yourself accountable to keeping to keeping your word. Yeah, I would say don't give your word to something that you don't know if you can like look out into the future and really think, can I do this? And then even your language. What likelihood, Melissa, if I said, hey, let's let's be on time this date and you go okay i'll try versus if i say hey let's let's be on time for this date and you go okay i'm committed to being on time i even found with my language i'll try to do it all no that's not someone who's committed to keeping their word it's i am committed to being on time i am committed to doing this for you because i told you i would do it and sometimes keeping your word is the minute you realize you can't do the thing you said you're going to do you let that person know, hey, I told you I was going to do it by this time. I can't. And just striving for that. Man, it'll generate so much power in your life and create so many opportunities and just have your family run smoother. So just maybe do an inventory like most said of what you're giving your word to and how often you're giving your word. And then just, yeah, pay attention to how do you bring yourself to it when you actually give your word and like how how serious are you about keeping it? Do you want to sign off today, Andy? Can you say thanks for listening to the Family Brand Podcast? Thanks for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.